Hey everyone, this week's sermon comes to us from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 56. I think it's best if we unpack each element of this gospel text since it's prone to misinterpretation and fear. First, fire, or the presence of fire here in Luke's gospel is about judgment. But people often leap too quickly to final judgment. Judgment here is a way of talking about how injustice, unrighteousness, idolatry cannot stand in God's presence. No matter how we try to reshape injustice, no matter how we try to repackage it, injustice and unrighteousness are idolatrous. Throughout the Old Testament, the presence of fire was an indicator that God was present. In Exodus 14, the author writes, During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from a pillar of fire and cloud. Or Exodus 19, where the author writes, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it with fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. Or in Isaiah 30, where the prophet writes, See, the name of the Lord comes from afar. With burning anger and dense clouds, his lips are full of wrath and his tongue is consumed by fire. Over and over again, God's presence is made known in the elements of the earth. So here, when Jesus says, I come to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled, it may not seem as scary. I think the knee-jerk reaction is to believe that Jesus is instantly talking about hellfire and damnation whenever he speaks of fire. Of course, as Jesus continues, Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Again, can be a bit frightening, but if we take a moment, step back, and think about what Jesus is saying, it actually makes a lot of sense. Jesus knows what he's talking about. We know that not everyone believes what we believe about God in Christ, and we know that that in itself can cause division. Even within Christianity, we know that there is division. We know that some individuals practice a more conservative Christianity, while others practice a more liberal Christianity. We know that within the distinction, there is much division. Jesus wants to kindle a fire of revolution, transformation, a fire of change. This fire of change will inevitably cause division, even within families. Jesus is eager to ignite this fire because God's kingdom is radically different from the world in which we find ourselves currently. Think for a moment about gold. Gold doesn't just come out of the earth ready to make brilliant, expensive jewelry or gold bars. Gold needs to be refined. Refining gold involves removing impurities that remain after the smelting process the metal is then reliquified in a furnace, and refiners add borax and soda ash to the molten metal, which separates the pure gold from other precious and less precious metals. Fire is about refining, and refining is not a pleasant process, especially for those of us who are great, have a great deal of sin and impurity that needs to be removed. It is so uncomfortable. 
Whenever we are in the process of being refined, we are made uncomfortable. God works on us constantly, always refining, always working faith in us, always forgiving us, always taking what we are and transforming it. We are always being made new. Jesus knows that the process of refining is painful and that through the process of refining, there will be division. Jesus isn't against peace. In fact, Jesus is very much for peace. But here, Jesus is a realist. Jesus knows the heart of humanity. Better yet, Jesus knows the attention span of humanity. Jesus points out that his message of transformation, of freedom, is destined to be disruptive. The true Christian life, the life of one who follows Jesus is disruptive to the ways of the world, to the injustice that the world lets stand, to the lack of love, to the ways in which the world lies. God's love tells the truth. Then Jesus goes on to talk about a baptism of fire. Many will rush to talk about how this baptism of fire is about the end times, about when Jesus will return. But the baptism that Jesus is talking about is about his crucifixion. Jesus knows that this will be the ultimate division. Rejection, suffering, and death on a cross. The curtain will be torn in two. Not all will believe. There will be disunion. God's presence is made known in fire. Jesus' death on a cross is the ultimate presence on earth, God's final stand against sin, death, and the devil. In the fires of Jesus' symbolic baptism, death on a cross, God comes in so, so close to humanity. God shows up in the last place any of us would reasonably look on a cross at a public execution. God's presence is made known in fire, in water, in wind. God's presence is made known in the basic elements of human existence, in the basic elements of the earth. Finally, Jesus asks about the weather. Typical small talk starter made relevant. Jesus says, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat, and it happens. What Jesus is saying is, hey, you guys, you know how to tell if it's going to rain or if it's going to be hot. So why can't you tell that God's rain is here? God is present in this wreckage. Unfortunately, Jesus doesn't just give us the answer. Jesus says, see what I've done. Now you go and figure it out. Throughout Luke's gospel, Jesus explains repentance and the urgency in which humanity finds itself. As we stand in the already-but-not-yet world of sin and death and the promised arrival of God's kingdom at Jesus' return, we recognize the need for repentance. Now is the time for repentance. In Luke, Jesus talks about repentance as a change of mind. Repentance is what happens when we look at ourselves and our world from God's perspective. God's commitment to justice, God's complex and complicated peace, and God's promise to meet us in the love that we share with our neighbors. I wonder how we can recognize God's presence here. I wonder how we can discern what God is calling us to change about the ways in which our society functions. I wonder how we can better recognize God's presence through loving our neighbors and all our siblings here in the already but not yet.
this text scares us. If we fear enduring this baptism of fire, we might take comfort in knowing that the Lord who comes to baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit first embraced his own baptism and then embraced us in our own baptism. Jesus experienced harm that we might know healing. Jesus underwent judgment that we might know forgiveness. Jesus suffered death that we might know life. Amen. I hope you find peace in this sermon today. I hope you find encouragement in this sermon today. And I hope you know that you're so, so loved by God. Thanks for listening. Amen.